Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in our nation. And, but you know what? This is what the church has to rise up. Yes. The reason the nation's in, it, in, its, in the way it is is because of the church. Because the church became user-friendly. <laughs> and started, oh, just everybody love all the time. I mean, it's fine. We want to love each other. That's, it should be taken almost for granted. And, but but it's, it's a matter of shaping up and doing. <laughs> it says, yes, that one scripture said about, but it, but it says at the end, to those who walk uprightly. And he was, he's right. This is just, but you know what? It goes along with what my sermon is today because I am, it, it's about faith and hope, but it's about hope. In other words, we need to have goal setters. We're never going to get anywhere without setting goals. And, and I just, okay, so um, go ahead and put up that first scripture. So, wait, Father, I just thank you that you open up the eyes of our understanding, that you flood our hearts with light, that we truly might know the hope to which we have been called. And how glorious is the inheritance of the saints. And Lord, I thank you that my words are not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in power and demonstration of the spirit of the living God, that our faith would not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. So we praise and we thank you, Father, that people's hearts and minds are open to the living God, in the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Okay, Colossians 1. <clears throat> it said, yet now, and this is amplified, yet now has Christ the Messiah reconciled you to God in the body of his flesh through death. Well, now they're talking to people who are already born again. In order to present you holy and faultless and irreproachable, in his, the Father's presence. Go ahead. Next verse. And this will he do, provided that you continue, provided that you continue to stay in the faith in Christ, well-grounded and settled and steadfast, not shifting or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired, your hope is, rests on the Bible. Yes. By the glad tidings, the gospel which you heard and which has been preached as being designed for and offered without restrictions. You don't have, I mean, you, you just, it's free to look at this, okay? To every person under heaven and of which gospel I, Paul, became a minister. Okay, the next uh, scripture was Hebrews 6, 18 through 20. Okay. So this was so that by two unchangeable things, God's promise and his oath, those were the two unchanged, God's promises can never, they'll never fail. They're unchangeable. His oath in which it was impossible for God ever to prove false or deceive us, in other words, lie to us, we who have fled to him for refuge might have mighty indwelling strength and strong encouragement to grasp and hold fast the hope appointed for us and set before us. Now we have this hope as a sure and steadfast anchor of the soul, now, hope is actually a goal setter. I want to just say, hope is a goal setter. Hope is a blueprint. But see, if you just have, oh, I hope this happens. If you never write, see, that's what Tony was talking about too. You have to have a goal. You have to write those goals down. If you build a house, you have to have a blueprint. You have to have a blueprint for what's ahead of me. What, what do I want to happen in the future? And if you never write it down, I'm going, oh, yeah. 
well, you know, God's word is true. It's all true. But see, you're never speak, if we never speak it, and that's what hope is. In fact, with, you, you can't even have any faith unless you hope for something. See, where's my faith, you know? Okay, well, oh, gee, I hope, I'm, I hope I get healed. It says it in the Bible, but I never read any scriptures. I never write them down. I never speak them from day to day. I never do it. That's where your hope is. That's the goal center. That's the blueprint. And see, if you never do that, it's exactly the same thing he was saying. It's, I never, we never talked to each other, so that was good. <laughs> see, okay, so I'm, I'm jumping ahead away my sermon, but anyway. See, it cannot slip, it cannot break down under whoever steps upon it, a hope that reaches farther and enters into the very certainty of the presence within the veil. You go, you know, it's, man, that veil opened up. We couldn't, the priest couldn't go in the Holy of Holies in the Old Testament, and we can. Where Jesus has entered in for us in advance, a forerunner, having become a high priest forever after the order with the rank of Melchizedek. But see, he's the high priest of our confession. And without confessing out loud, what you want from him yes. practically every day till you get it, you're not, Amen. it's Amen. not going to work. <laughs> so, okay, Hebrews 11 1. <laughs> it says, Now faith. Faith is now, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Put it up in the Amplified for a minute. Now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed. See, and I'm always talking about this. It's like you do a, you know, you're having a baby. And so they do an ultrasound. They see even what the sex of the baby is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I never had such luxury. <laughs> there wasn't such a thing. <laughs> My last child I had when I was 30, but there still weren't ultrasounds. <laughs> okay. Now, I, it's, it's, but it's a confirmation, the title deed. And I always talk about the catalog or the, you look on Amazon, <laughs> you know, and you see that picture. See, you got to get a picture inside of you in order for, that's hope. That's the goal setter. That's the blueprint. You're building a house, and they, they draw it up for you, and you, you might make changes in it, you know, but you, that house isn't built yet, but you're looking at it. See, that's your goal setter. That's your, that's your a blueprint. But if you never, ever do the blueprint, do you see what I mean? <laughs> you never write the goals down. That's why nothing ever happens. <laughs> I mean, it's just like boing all of a sudden. It's, okay, see, okay, the title deed. So see, if somebody, like I said, a lawyer or gives you, uh, you get some inheritance and a lawyer says, hey, they're giving, they, you inherited the title deed to this property in Alaska. <laughs> and uh, uh, we're not going to use Hawaii now. <laughs> no, <laughs> but anyway, anyway. The title deed to the property in Alaska, and but you haven't seen it, but but do you see what I mean? Okay. Oh, the hope for the proof of the things we do not see, and the conviction of their reality, faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. All right. So, okay. So. Um, now, for, for example, even, okay, you get, let's say you're going to, uh, uh, well, a drywall. <laughs> you want to put some new walls up. <laughs> and so, see, those drywalls are the substance of the walls hoped for. But they're still laying there. <laughs> yeah, see, see, sometimes people say, well, you don't get anything by hoping. You know why? Because you never wrote down the goals. <laughs> you never, 
And they say that because there's no, there, is, there is no substance to hope yet. But hope is a, is a very important partner in faith. I'm seeing that. Just like, what? Hope is a goal setter. Or it's a blueprint. And it's just like we, we put up there, you know, we, we said this is the money we need. And this is what we're going to do with it. And then we more or less put that up. You know what I mean? That was our blueprint. That was our goal. We had goals. Do you see? With that money goal, and it's coming to pass. So, see, now, hope is a goal setter or a blueprint. But notice, faith is the substance of things hoped for. See, I could look at a... At a pulpit like this online or something like that and I would hope for it and I'd write down I call in the money for this this pulpit you know and then but then I see here's the substance of it <laughs> see and notice faith is a substance of things hoped for but what things anything you're hoping for <laughs> and if you're not hoping you don't need any faith <laughs> And sometimes we go along in life and we just go, blah, 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 blah. This will be provided. You know what I mean? We never write anything down. We never have a goal. And we get days pass, years pass. And like, okay, so, you know, like Luis, you know, you, you, you're, you're starting to have, do you mind if I say it? Um, to possibly be a policeman. Amen. You know? <laughs> Would that be, I mean, you know what? Or something, you know, and so, you know, write down some goals that you have to get there. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And, uh, but see, if you're not hoping, you don't know, need faith. Okay, we hope for healing. We hope for finances. We hope for peace. Because those are all things God gave us. But that's why the Bible says, Hebrews eleven six. And sometimes we're not even pleasing God. We're not even pleasing God because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Actually, King James is, I think, better. Yeah. But without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, we come to God, must believe that he is. Oh, I believe God is. No, it's more than that. He's everything to us. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So, okay. So, now, God is not pleased when we don't receive everything he wants to give us. Provisions that he has for us. How do you even find him? You find him there in here. <laughs> And, you know, he made all this for us. And he wants, and some of them will never going to enter into except through faith. And that's why we've got to read this word. We've got to meditate on it. We've got to receive teachings under, under a pastor to know, to know what he's given us. I mean, you can read it yourself. But then there's more revelation knowledge when we're in a corporate setting together. And, you know, otherwise you can't have faith for that kind of promise. And without knowing, you don't have any goals. Right. Yeah. You, see, most people think that God causes sickness, disease. Oh, I know that because they said it right to me, my relatives. And they think that they're making people die and stuff like that, God. But we have no goal and no blueprint to have faith for it without, without the word. Second Peter one, two through four. Just, yeah. So grace and peace be, okay. May grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect well-being, no matter what's going on, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fears and agitating passions and moral conflicts. Be multiplied, all those things, be multiplied to you. And how? 
in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. It's got to be a full, personal knowledge of him, though. Loving him like your best friend. Okay? For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness. He is a good God. And when all this junk, see, some people came from dire poverty and, and stuff like that. But see, and they were Christians. And they didn't have to be, but they see that it, you've, got, you've got to have goals to set ahead. I might be 83, but I still got goals. I got goals, man. I ain't that. There's stuff I want to see happen. <laughs> you got to keep that gold. You got to write it down. Well, in 2017, you know, he, we were talking about decreeing and declaring a thing. And it's established in the light of God's favor, Tony said, too. But uh, in 2017, I wrote down all these declarations. And I meant for the people in the church to declare them because they were things that, that you know, <laughs> I wanted. They were goals that we had. And part of it was to the glory, too. So see, but, oh, well, I'll keep going. Okay, did I, I said for it. So hope, anyway, it's a partner to faith. And, and in fact, when sick people come into a, a prayer line, what do you, why did you come in the prayer line? Because you hope to get well, right? <laughs> so, and, and if they didn't have hope, they probably wouldn't come in the prayer line. Now, since faith is the substance, it's a, but faith is, a tangible, I can touch it, it is, yeah. material matter. It's a solid presence yes, of things you hope for. Right, then you have to have some hope. You got to have a goal, a picture, yes. a drawing of what you're hoping for, a blueprint. Or there, there, there isn't anything for your faith to give substance to. There's nothing for your faith to give. See, what I'm seeing is that sometimes we just go around a lot. Oh, let's go to work. Let's get up in the morning. Let's do this. Let's do that. We're Christians. But God, God is, you know, he gives us everything. Why come I'm not getting it? <laughs> you got to have a goal. You got to have a blueprint. You got to start looking scriptures and speaking it. Speaking it. Exactly the same, same thing. It's ironically, that, boy. So, so Romans four. We'll go to Abraham just a little bit. Not, not real amplified though. As it is written, God said this to Abraham: "I have made you the father of many nations." He was appointed our father in the sight of God in whom he believed, who gives life to the dead and speaks of the non-existent things that he has foretold and promised as if they already existed. Wait, keep that up there for a second. See, that's just what he was talking about. You have to start speaking. You want that thing there, but it's non-existent. But you can find scripture and speak it out. I, you call it in. You have to call it in and call it in till it manifests. Even healing. So, okay. He speaks of the non-existent things. They're not, can't see them. That he has foretold and promised. He's foretold and promised. As if they already existed. Okay, the next. For Abraham, human reason for hope being gone. Oh boy. He was 100 years old. His wife was 90 and she couldn't have a baby when she was 18. <laughs> and here she is 90. Wow. Human reason for hope being gone. He hoped in faith. 
that he should become the father of many nations as he had been promised. And then God even said, so numberless shall your descendants be. Okay, is that, okay. Um, okay, so when there, I'm going to have you put more of those scriptures up, but, but, but when there was no natural hope, Abraham still believed in hope. Well, I tell you, that had to be difficult. <laughs> he, he had a goal to be the father of many nations. And he kept, so see, then, then God, his name was Abram, which meant father. And, and Abraham meant father of many nations. That meant he had to have at least one kid in order for all the rest of them to develop over the years, right? See, so he had a goal, and he kept that goal. I will say this, though, in Genesis, uh, and how many years passed? 24. 24 years. Almost 25 years passed after God told him he'd be the father of many nations. But when he changed his name to Abraham then they were speaking it. So see, what you name, your name is, is important too. They kept speaking. Abraham, father of many nations, go take out the trash. Father of many nations, help me. <laughs> so, so see, you, okay. Well, let's go to, read, let's go um, 19 and 20. On um, Romans 4, 2. And the Amplified. He did not, he did not weaken in faith. Boy. When he considered the utter impotence of his own body, which was good as dead, because he was about 100 years old, or when he considered the barrenness of Sarah's deadened womb. Go ahead. No unbelief or no trust, distrust made him waver. And Abraham wasn't even born again. He didn't question it. He didn't doubt it concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong and was empowered by faith as he gave praise and glory to God. So, you know, a lot of people don't have hope medically. And doctor, when doctors have done all they could do, yeah. when the doctor says there's no hope medically, you go to the word of God and you get yourself some supernatural hope. <laughs> and Abraham decided, though, to agree with God. So that's what we do when we make a decision to confess the word of God and meditate on certain things. It could be for a job, for money, for a goal. There's people that are old, <laughs> older, and they're going to college. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they, they never finished their goals, so they're, they're, they're doing it. <laughs> See, we come over to God's point of view by saying what he declares about us. And I know we've talked about this, but look, we have got to get it down pat. Now, you can always find hope in God's word, physically, spiritually, and financially. Financially, too. And when it seems hopeless, God's word is your hope. It's your goal setter. It's your blueprint. It's a map. <laughs> And if you don't have a goal, you won't know. You won't even know when you get there. See, but when God's word is the goal, and what it says about your situation, it'll give you direction. See, you keep saying that and saying that, and God directs you. And the Holy Ghost, actually, I mean, the Holy Spirit inside of you is, is he's your leader and he's your guide. You don't even have to ask him. That's what, that's what he's for. The Holy Ghost inside of you will 
urge you to go somewhere or do something or meet someone and you wind up and you thought, wow, what if I hadn't met them? You know, you look back on it and you, and you think, I wouldn't be where you are today. I mean, maybe some years passed and you got to a place where you wanted to be. You're, do you see what I mean? It, it's, it's, it's all working together. <laughs> so, so you get direction. And you go down the right path instead of the wrong path. See, if you never get into the word and you're a Christian, you'll start going in a wrong path. Because he had that path for you before the foundations of the world. When you were that little spirit in heaven, and you said, I want to go to the earth. I want to go to the earth. So he put you in your mother's womb. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then here you are. Ah. But <laughs> there has to be direction, though, to faith. Well, I'm waiting for God, and I'm believing for God to do it. <laughs> do you have some, some uh, scriptures to back it up? Do you, uh, are you saying the scriptures? Are you calling it in? And some, some are waiting for years and years and years and years, and I tell you, time can go fast. And they haven't done or said anything, and God's been waiting for them He's waiting for them to make a decision to say his word. It is. And it, it includes jobs or finances or a goal that you had. See, now, Abraham decided to believe in hope. So, in other words, he made a decision to believe God's word. And I, and I said in Genesis before that God did show him the stars and said, you, this is how many your, your uh, descendants you're going to have. <laughs> and that's where his hope came from, though, the promise in the word of God. We, we go, this, like, like Tony said, this, this is the oldest book and it's the only book. <laughs> you could burn them all up, but it's still going to come to pass. So, okay, so you get some scriptures, you meditate on them, and then let's, let's go to Mark 4, 26 through 28. You're, you're, the words that you're speaking, so now in between there, you got to knock off being negative. <laughs> I mean, there's extreme evil going on right now. But let's talk about good. <laughs> I mean, it is extreme. It is so extreme. <laughs> anyway. <clears throat> okay. Did I have the right? Okay. Mark 4, 26. And Jesus said, would you put the scripture before that up? For to him that hath, to him shall be given. And he that has not, from him shall be taken away, even that which he has. Go ahead. And he said, so is the kingdom of God. Now when you're born again, you are transferred into the kingdom of God. As if a man should cast seed on the ground. Go ahead. And should sleep and rise night and day, and the seed should spring and grow up, he knows not how. For the earth brings forth fruit of herself, first the blade, then the ear, then the full corn in the ear. See, you have a goal, and sometimes you see this little part here, and you think, well, that's not it. But that's just the beginning of it. There's more you need to know and to do. So then it comes, you know, from the blade to the full corn in the ear. I remember when we bought this, we needed something. We needed $50,000. And so I said, okay, Lord, I'm asking you for it. I wrote it down. 
and we got it. I mean, you know, I was calling it in. But first it was the little little seed, then it was the blade, and then it was the full ear in the corn. And that's the way I looked at it. I wrote it down somewhere. Way, that was way back when, that was in 2007, 8, 9, 10. So Jesus is saying the heart of man, your spirit, is your production center. Your spirit, your heart, your spirit is the production center. And he referred to it as earth or soil. And you've got to set the goal for the things you want produced. Write them down. That's the best thing I, I can say. Uh, you know, I, I stuck in, second, the second time I went over my notes, I stuck in Second Chronicles 16.9. The whole, the reason I did was because, well, you'll see, you know what that is. Um, your heart has to be right. Your heart has to be sincere. For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong in behalf of those whose hearts are perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly. Therefore, he's talking to a king because the king didn't rely on God. He went, to, he went and hired uh, another country to help him come against this other country. Has, no, I don't think it was Hezekiah. Anyway, uh, what does it say in the uh, Amplified? For the eyes of the Lord went to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are there. I like that better. Blameless. See, you've got to have a blameless heart, too. You can't just be compromising the word of God or, or compromising your Christianity and just doing whatever you want to do, you know, here, there, everywhere. It's not, it's not important to you because, you know, okay, so I, just, I threw that in because you, that is important. You need to live the life. <laughs> So, you got to set goals for the things you want. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, and hope is the goal setter. Yes, it is. And what you continue to speak becomes your goal. That's right. The trouble is sometimes we, <laughs> we speak healing scriptures and we go, Oh, I don't think this pain's ever going to go. Is my back ever going to get healed? Do you see what I mean? Oh, boy. Now I kind of erase some things. So you start over. Do you see what I mean? Just repent and start over. But that, especially when it comes to medical things. So just, just throwing that in there. I know, been there. So what you continue to speak becomes your goal. And when there is no hope, there is no goal set for the better. See, maybe you achieved something. Yeah. If you achieved something, hey, go to something higher. Come on. Get something yeah. else. Yeah. Because a no hope person, no goals, starts to speak negative. So, so you say, in the name of Jesus, by his stripes, I am healed. I'm redeemed from the curse of the law. And I forbid sickness and disease to come in my body. And you set your goal on healing, okay? <laughs> and maybe you're sick, though, and someone says, you're lying. <laughs> How can you forbid sickness when you're already sick, they say? Okay, now you're getting this, right? What do you mean? You're all broken out. With measles, what do you mean? Okay. But the purpose of speaking God's word is to set your goal and to plant seed. You know, and one of the greatest examples is Charles Capp's thermostat. 
Nobody ever thought of that before. I, I mean, I've taught that way back, but I was thinking, you know, okay, so you got a thermostat, you're home, right? Thank God we got had some air conditioning during the last few weeks here. Okay, so there's a, and you come into your house and it's 90 degrees. So you turn the thermostat down maybe to 70, right? And someone says, you can't do that, it's a lie. It's not 70. <laughs> see, do you see what I mean? And that's what they say to us when we call things that be not as though they are, were, according to God's word. Now, see, that also that the dog thing goes in there, too. <laughs> so you're, you're, you, you want to feed your dog or something, or you want to put him in the house or put him in the pen. There's a store coming, and, and you don't see the dog. And uh, so you start calling the dog, and your neighbor says, what are you doing? I'm calling the dog, because I can't see him. You can't do that. The dog isn't here. You see what I mean? It's stupid. You, what? What are you talking about? Of course. Here, Fido. Here, Fido. Come here. <laughs> and pretty soon he comes. You can't. <laughs> you can call your dog, but you can't call the word of God to give you what you want when it's right in the word. You see what I mean? So you are calling by that thermostat the temperature that's not there. Right? Or it hasn't manifested yet. What if you say, well, I can't be a liar, so I set the thermostat at 90 when it's already 90. There's not going to be any change. So Because you're calling things the way they are. And speaking about everything negative and what's happening and all the symptoms and, and what's happening in the United States and blah, 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 on and on and on and on is, is actually calling things the way they are. <laughs> See, or that unit, if, you, if it's 90 and you put it to 90, it's going to be inactive. So, Okay. The same with us when we speak what exists and talk about the things that hinder us, right? right? And as long as you keep the dial set, it's going to stay that way. So Jesus said, Mark eleven twenty three, 23, and he said that to us, but we got to do it. Put it up there. Go ahead. Mark eleven twenty three. And it says, have the God kind of faith in 22. For verily I say that whosoever shall say to this problem, this mountain, get out of here. <laughs> be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Sea water dissolves. And I think that's why God, okay. And, but will not doubt in his heart, that, but shall believe that the things which he says shall come to pass. He's going to have whatsoever he says. <laughs> okay, so same thing with Luke 17, 5, 5 and 6. Uh, I used this one a lot when I had, uh, was, was told that I had cancer in my left breast. <laughs> and see, the apostles said, increase our faith. So what did he say? And the Lord said, if you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, and a mustard seed is teeny tiny, you might say to the sycamine tree, and the reason I, you know what, just by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, a sycamine tree, and I've read about sycamine trees, and they were used for coffins. It's like death. You know what I mean? It's talking about. So you might say unto this thing, this death thing of cancer, be plucked up by the roots. And you want anything to be plucked up by the roots so it will die. Be and be planted in the sea. And it didn't just say throw it in the sea. It said plant it, plant it deep in the sea so it can't come back up. And you know what? Cancer did not come back up. That was in 2012. <laughs> I just had a mammogram, but I have to have them every year. 
Okay? And it will obey you. I just wanted to, but so in other words, you say to the mountain, be removed. And I forbid you to hinder me again as long as I live. Because I can have what I say, and I say what I believe based on the authority of God's word. And that's like setting the thermostat. See, the goal of the mountain is removed and the problem solved and the situation changed for the better. Yes. Okay, Romans 120. Yeah. So good. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen. See, there are some invisible things God and God created being understood by the things that are made even his eternal power and Godhead. So that people are without excuses. People don't, and he even said that, you know, that guy, I don't know if there's a God. But there's, there's, in other words, things that are made reveal how spiritual things work. The things that we see here, well, I'll, I'll explain that more. See, laws that govern the world of the spirit Extend into the earth. Yes. Here, big example: how to how to make a garden, yeah. raise a garden, yeah. plant the field. Yeah. <laughs> and see, you can operate in the principles of the kingdom of God. That's how you do it. You plant seed, yeah. then you keep you. In our in our case, the planting of the seed. Or, you know, would be speaking over it. But the farmer, like I said, they've got airplanes, crop dusters, and, and they're, they're uh, getting the weeds out of there and, and bugs and, and all. You have to take care of things, too. So, see, that, that's, that's the same thing. You have to take care of your garden, right? If you don't, it'll be overrun with weeds. So you plant specific seeds for the kind of vegetables you want. In this, in this realm, you plant, in the spiritual realm, you plant a seed by the words, and they will produce after their kind. Oh, I'm never going to be able to, I'm never going to have any money. I'm never going to, my whole family comes from a poor background, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's what you're going to have. It produces after what you're saying. And whether you speak faith or whether you speak evil things, you believe are going to happen, it's eventually going to come to pass. That's why as Christians... You know what? It, even though there's some horrible things I know being predicted, so, see, they were trying to reset the world to the Antichrist spirit, but God resets us. But you're going to have to speak that also. It's not just going to happen because the church has not taken their place. Oh, you're okay. Just, just love each other and be smushy, mushy, and I'm, and that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's part of it. But, but don't you don't have to do anything else when you do that. That's actually what was being taught. They're never telling you what the word of God says and what we need to avoid. Amen. I mean, I love it when I'm preaching because I'm preaching to myself. <laughs> um. So I'm going to say that again, whether you speak faith or the evil thing, you believe is going to happen, it's going to come to pass. Romans 12, 2. Yeah, I'm going to go with my Bible. Romans 12, 2. Yeah, okay. I have something written in my Bible for that one. And it says, do not 
be, amplified is better, I think. Do not be conformed to the world. This is King James, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay, do not be conformed to this world, this age. For we're in an age, all right. And you can become fashioned after it. And adapted to his external, superficial customs. See? Meditate on that. But be transformed, be changed. How? By the entire renewal of your mind. But how do you do that? You have to get into the Bible. You can't, see, there's too much, there's too many Christians, they never read the Bible. Or meditate on it. By its new ideals and its new attitude, the renewal of your mind, so that you may prove for yourself what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Is forgiveness? Yes. But I can't stand that person and what they did to me, and I'll never forget it. Sometimes Christians, because they haven't been taught that. They are that way. What's the good and acceptable and perfect will of God? Oh, I know what it is. I just go to church. I don't have to read the Bible. You see what I mean? But when you start reading the Bible, you know. You know. And you know that you can forgive by faith. You don't forgive by feelings. And we're talking about that because we're going to receive communion. See, faith doesn't go by how mad it is, <laughs> how angry it is. <laughs> you, faith, you, you, you forgive by faith as an act of your will because God said to do it. Amen. Well, it took me five years to forgive. You're going by feelings. <laughs> we walk by faith and not by sight. Okay, so you prove what the good and acceptable and perfect will of God is. Even the thing which is good and acceptable and perfect in his sight for you. You're, you're going to start to know what the plan of God is for you. And I don't care how old you are, you could, there still could be a plan of God for you. So, see, you've got to renew your mind, though. You've got to delete, delete, especially if you became a Christian later in life, like me. You got to delete stuff and renew it, refresh it to the Word of God, to the point that you think like God thinks. You're going to start thinking like He thinks. That's in the Old Testament. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. So get in the Word so you get higher thoughts. <laughs> it doesn't say you can't have His thoughts, His thoughts are in here. And then you, you'll, you'll call for the blessing out of your mouth instead of the curse. Yes. So, see, you've got to set your goals on the promises of God by faith. Not by fear, not by doubt, because all that stuff comes from the enemy. See, and, okay, yeah, <laughs> this is a biggie too, though, but don't get distracted from what God says when a problem comes. See, you might hear horrible news. And you might even get that <gasps> inside of you. You know, the feelings of fear. Doesn't make any difference if you have the feelings. Just don't cater to it. And don't get distracted and say, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? You know how I know that? I've been there. <laughs> you know, do you know what I mean? So if I've been there, I'm sure some of you have too, even though I've taught it. <laughs> And then I think, wait a minute, wait a minute, I got to move out of this. And it doesn't make any difference. Kenneth Hagin said he was, he was actually shaking in fear. And then he went, the devil said, ha, I gotcha. And he says, no, you don't. Look at you, you're trembling. And he says, look at my spirit, my spirit's not trembling. <laughs> so see, just, you know, see, quit talking the problem. 
but talk to the problem, calling it removed by the word of God or the opposite of what the problem is. And see, if you are a goal setter, a hope setter in God's word, don't confess the problem. See, remember that hope is a goal setter for the air conditioner or the furnace. <laughs> and the same for your problem. And you set the goal setter or the thermostat to what you desire. So God's word gives you hope and faith gives substance to the things you hope for. Faith said, set the dial on the goal you have rather talking than talking about what you already have. See, you might have symptoms. You might have a diagnosis. You might have a bank account that is, you know, it might be your children. Yeah, whatever. You know what? So, see, if you don't change the thermostat, if you don't change the problem, if you don't change the setting, there's no change. And in this case, we got to change what's coming out of our mouth. So, you know, write those goals down. Take control over goal setting. In fact, I, I challenge you to make a decision. So to write down what you're standing in faith for and some scripture. It doesn't have to be a whole bunch. Write it down. What would you still like to do? Even if you're retired, Keith. <laughs> That's what I mean. And Ken or whoever's retired in here. <laughs> Even if you're retired, there can be goals that you always wanted to do. You know? Uh, see, set and then set a watch on your mouth and speak things that God promised in his word rather than the problems you face. He wants to have you. He wants you to be a millionaire. And no matter what happens to you in life, it does not change the word of God. You, you keep God's word in your mouth. You speak what it says aloud and you say it out loud. When you say it out loud, it goes directly down in here. And so it's actually going to change. And change will begin to happen to you in life. Because God's word gives us hope. Faith gives substance to God's word and brings it into reality. So set your goals. Make a blueprint by writing down what you believe for. Okay, one last scripture. We're actually done. <laughs> so Proverbs 18, 20 and 21. Let's see. Okay. A man's moral self shall be filled with the fruit of his mouth. See? Your moral self will be filled by what you say. And with the consequences of his words, he's got to be satisfied. Whether it's good or evil. Well, how come I always, everything always happens to me bad? What are you saying? <laughs> okay, the next verse. Death and life <laughs> are in the power of the tongue. It didn't say death and life or in the power of God. It didn't say death and life or in the power of Satan. It says death and life or in the power of your own tongue. And they who indulge in it shall eat the fruit of it for death or for life. Yes. Oh, man. So, okay, so... Um, You know, I, I, just, I just, okay, that's an assignment. <laughs> For your own good, write down some goals. You know, and like we always do it at the first of the year. Maybe you need to go back and look what they were if you could find it. Yeah, or if you're still, are you still though calling it in? And sometimes we forget about it. And just even get higher goals. Because you know, you know we can do anything. Yeah. 
I, I've seen people that didn't even graduate from school become millionaires. And not that, you know, but that, that's, that's just the way I'm... Yeah, God wants it because if they're living a decent life, then they'll give money to the gospel, which is exactly what I've seen. Do you see what I mean? It's not a sin to be rich because we can help. We can help in the right way. That's, that's so important. Doesn't that make sense? It makes so much sense now. But we've all been taught, you know, that we were supposed to be poor. What can you do when you're poor? You're always worried. You're always this, that. You know what I mean? Okay, so before we even go to communion, I wanted to read this scripture. 1 Peter 3, 8. We'll probably read to verse 12. And this is out of the Amplified. And you know, even communion, you can use communion as a point of contact for healing, for finances, for anything. It's, it's a point of contact is the laying on of hands, a point of contact is communion, a point of, there's different uh, points of contact. What did you say? Oh, oh, I thought you said Okay, finally, all of you should be of one and the same mind, united in spirit, sympathizing with one another, loving each other as brethren of one household, compassionate and courteous, tender-hearted and humble. Now, you know, sometimes... With brothers and sisters, don't, you know, if something happens, don't start judging and criticizing. Don't, don't do that. My, you know what? We have to love each other. I, I just, ugh. See, never return evil for evil or insult for insult. And some people are good at insult for insult. <laughs> you know, they were brought up to, they know, just like that, they got something comes out of their mouth. I never, I, I was glad, I never was like that, but I, I wish, sometimes when I was in the world, I wish I had been, so I could come back at them. And you know, it was about three days later, I would think of something to say. <laughs> then I, I thought, no, you're better off. <laughs> okay. Never return evil for Evil or insult for insult, scolding, tongue lashing, berating, being clever. <laughs> but on the contrary, blessing. Praying for their welfare, for their happiness and protection. And truly pitying and loving them. For know that, well really have compassion more than pity. There's a difference between. For know that to this you have been called. That you may yourself inherit a blessing. See, you're going to inherit a blessing by what you do. You reap what you sow. From God, that you may attain a blessing as heirs, bringing welfare and happiness and protection, not only to yourself, but to others. For let him who wants to enjoy life and see good days, good, whether it's apparent or not, it doesn't look like it's good, <laughs> but, but we can have good days. Keep your tongue free from evil and your lips from guile, from treachery and deceit. What did I put? Wait a minute. Oh, I looked up guile. Um, put it in a different place. <laughs> and a slip of paper. And I don't know. Anyway, it's guile. For one thing, it's dishonesty. It's uh, it's gossip. It's um, just evil speaking about things and people. Okay, so keep yours, where was I? Okay, let him turn away from wickedness and shun it and let him do right. Now, see, when, when we say that, okay, rejoice in the Lord always. Can I say rejoice? Let your gentleness be made known to all and for the Lord's at hand. Not anxious, fearful. See, those kind of things are commands. Yes. 
And we think about the Ten Commandments. If we walk in love, you fulfill the Ten Commandments. But there's extra little commands. In the New Testament, there's extra things that it's advising you on. Here's one, This whole passage is telling you what to do. Just like Philippians 4. 4.4 4. through 8. It says, think on things that are pure, lovely, honest, just, and of a good report. That goes right with our sermon. But see, that's a command. So when you start thinking bad, go, oh my gosh, that's scripture. Whoop. Delete. <laughs> start saying something good. Okay, turn away from wickedness. Shut it. Let, you, let him do right. Let him search for peace, for harmony, undisturbedness from fears, agitating passions and moral conflicts, and seek it eagerly. Do not merely desire peaceful relations with God, with your fellow men, and with yourself, but pursue it. Go after it. When you pursue something, you use all your energy to get it. You're supposed to pursue it. Peaceful relationships. Okay, so, you know, if, okay, before we receive communion, if there's any, well, let me go to um, 1 Corinthians 11, and then we'll receive communion and you'll be dismissed. Uh, verse 27 out of the Amplified. So then whoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in a way that is unworthy of him ooh, will be guilty of profaning and sinning against the body and blood of the Lord. Let a man thoroughly examine himself, and only when he has done so should he eat of the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discriminating and recognizing with due appreciation that it is Christ's body, eats and drinks a sentence, a verdict of judgment upon himself. Well, guess who he's talking about? We are Christ's body. We are his hands, his feet, his arms, his legs. It says that. Yes. <laughs> He's the head and we're the body. That's what it says in the Bible, in Ephesians. Yes. He's the head and we're the body. We are to be doing his work on the earth. Amen. So when you, when you are in unforgiveness, okay, let's say I'm in unforgiveness to my knee. Because it hurts. <laughs> it, well, see, and, and that's kind of what, but you're in unforgiveness to somebody because of what they said. Or Do you see what I mean? But this knee has to work to, to get the rest of the body to work. And so you're handicapping it. <laughs> I can be in unforgiveness. I mean, you know, do you see what? <laughs> okay, so just, and, you, and maybe it's really difficult, or there's somebody you don't know of, uh, or you know of them, of course, but you haven't seen them for a long time. You really don't hang around them, but you still have unforgiveness toward them. As an act of your will, obeying your word, Lord, I forgive them. I forgive. I don't care how I feel, and I'm asking you to take away the bad feelings. As an act of my will, according to your word, I want to obey your word. Uh-oh, what is this? You got something you can add? Say it, say it. No? Amen. <laughs> okay. I didn't hear what they said. Hmm. You sure you don't want to share it with us? 
Oh, okay. Okay. But the, that careless and unworthy participation is the reason many people are weak and sickly and quite often they've even fall, died prematurely. For if we searchingly examined ourselves, detecting shortcomings and recognizing our own condition, we would not be judged and penalty decreed by the divine judgment. Now, I see, I mean, like, this is the word of God. I didn't say this. This is in the word. <laughs> but when we fall short and are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined and chastened so that we may not finally be condemned to eternal punishment with the world. See, and sometimes you may have to forgive yourself, too. Forgive yourself. Yes, over and over. <laughs> forgive myself. So that's really important. So uh, could you find that? Did you find 